Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Today's sponsor is audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com/sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 97. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Poster Boy Lopez. Ooh, yeah, that's, yes. That right there, I'm into it. I like it. (laughs) And that other voice you're hearing is David Beach Party Tate. Yeah, I'm not there right now. But by the time you listen to this podcast, I will have been at the beach for like two days. Maybe three He'll be days. sunning himself sunning, on the beach. Getting all that vitamin D that I've been lacking here in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's, it's vitamin David, they call vitamin, it. Yep. They named a vitamin after me. Mm-hmm. Will you or will you not be wearing your Speedo on this trip? <laughs> you mean the, the old banana hammock? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I won't be. I'm sorry. Not David, this time? Sun, no. Suntan lotion or baby oil? A little bit of both. No, both. just sun t- just suntan lotion. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be a very slippery boy. <laughs> I'll just be uh, running around, you guys. Off, off to a strong start. Yeah. Hey, Adam, I want to thank you for that wonderful introduction. Adam Chewbacca shirt wearing Redding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I put a lot of I saw, into that one. I saw the movie Solo. Oh, yeah, me too. And I, and I loved it. And oh, uh, loved so it. now I'm wearing my Chewbacca shirt. And you, what's your burrito rating? Because I know my pizza rating. I give it four out of five. Uh, for four out of five burritos. Wow, four out of five. I had I, a, a great time watching that movie. I did not expect to love it as much as I did. I'll tell you what I didn't expect. I didn't expect to like all of the actors as much as I did. I thought mm. I was going to hate Han Solo's actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. uh like I, I was convinced. Like you can check back in the history of our Discord chat on the Star Wars spoiler section. Mm-hmm. I was convinced I was going to hate whatever his name is, Al Alden, or however yes. you say his yes. name. Um, because how do you replace Harrison Ford? How you Indeed. can't? And he knew he couldn't, so he kind of sort of did his own thing a little bit. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, it was better than I thought it would be. It was more the story that held it back for me. So I gave it three and a half out of five whole pizzas. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, this is a podcast about video games, y'all. Well, I mean, nerds, you know. Nerds Are you listen. ready? <laughs> Are you ready? The Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. Mm-hmm. 
But first, what, what are you gentlemen got playing? Got a little soulful Dad. up in here. Um, I'm going to start just because I yes. assume that I start most of the yeah. time. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I've been the streaming. The assumptive clothes. What? The assumptive clothes. What about the? What about my clothes? The they're very <laughs> assumptive. What does that even mean? <laughs> just let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> no, I have to call attention to every weird thing that you say, Adam. I have no. Choice. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's not clothes. It's oh. clothes. Like it's a sales a sales term. Oh, close. you assume you assume they're gonna buy. It's more fun when we. It's this is funnier when we explain it. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, jokes are always better when you explain them. This is my. This is how I tell jokes. I make sure I explain them in detail. Yeah, there yeah. we go. I think I think they get it. I think they get so, it. Maybe. Possibly. What have you been playing? All right. Well, if you, first of all, I want us to start out by saying, if you want to know what I've been playing, usually you can find out by looking at our Twitch channel, which is boom. Uh, twitch.tv slash sbfegs i stream there uh, most of the time although right now i'm on a little bit of a two-week vacation so there Mm -hmm. won't be any streams while i'm uh, on vacation but yeah um, when i come back though i think i'm going to be streaming uh what is that that mars game um yeah oh i know it's an alliteration yeah what is it called i know what it's called um something mars oh i'm really failing. veronica mars no veronica, veronica mars. mars the game no yeah. <laughs> now we're talking uh, <laughs> i think that's what it is um oh memories of mars there it is memories oh. of mars there oh, we go probably good too it's in early access on steam yeah and uh yeah so we'll check that out when david gets back yeah, when i get Give back i'll time. be streaming uh memories of mars it's kind of it's kind of like rust on mars which is it's kind of a with cool idea gu- with lots of space guns yeah space guns and dust because you're on mars like dirt, there you go all that stuff so anyway be good yeah very excited to try that out but uh in the meantime what i have been streaming is detroit mm-hmm. become human yeah yeah uh i have i think i'm like two-thirds of the way through that game i actually did like a three and a half hour stream last night trying to like i thought maybe i was close to the end and i was going to try to get to the end mm. i didn't get to the end unfortunately <laughs> uh but man i'm really liking that game i mean I love David Cage games. Um, I love, I I usually don't like, um, what do they call it? Like quick time event games. Mm-hmm. But David Cage, he's got this like unique flavor um, where it's like a little more visceral the way you like have to move, you know, like an analog stick like up and then around instead of just like, just press X a bunch of times. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I think, I think they're quantic dreams, kind of the masters of what they're doing. I don't know if anyone else can really pull it off like they can right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, there's like a lot of areas where you're like running to like chasing something or whatever. And like, you actually have full control of your character. Like you can like move him left or right, which is very different for action sequences in a David Cage game. And the story is really cool. So, and the actors are all like, there's no more, there's a couple. All right. So let me, let me, let me break some, break some things down in heavy rain, which was the last David Cage game I played. They, they cast a lot of British actors, I think. And a lot of like French, maybe actors trying Mm. to hide their French accents yeah and it just ended up giving them this like very strange fake american accent um that just sounded really stifled and not very realistic you know just like <laughs> this this yeah. weird like you could well, but it, but to be fair it did give us the origami killer it's true the origami killer yeah exactly so 
Uh, so yeah, anyway, there's not as much of that in this game, which is great. I, I don't know if they cast more American actors or maybe they're Canadian or I don't know. I don't know where they got these actors from, but they're yeah, very Yeah, I know good. the one, I know the, uh, the main guy, is it Connor? Who's, yeah. who you start with the hostage situation? Yeah, yeah, Connor. That's yeah, him. Connor, I know he's like a voice actor based out of LA. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, they used more, more American, yeah. I think. Also, I do actors. a Connor impression when I stream where like chat will start like saying things they'd like to hear Connor say, and I'll just start saying them as Connor. He, he kind of has a distinct voice. Like it, I, it's better when I like, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, it's, it's pretty fun. And, uh, so loving that game a lot. Can't wait to come back and play more of it. Cause now I'm about to take two weeks off from it. So, uh, let's see. I haven't played any Fortnite. I kind of fell off that bandwagon. Oh um, man. I've been playing a little bit of destiny. It's what was it's that just a fad? No, it wasn't a, a fad. fad per se. It's more, I looked at how long it was going to take me to get to level 100 on the battle pass that I bought. And it was like mm-hmm. a billion jillion hours. And I did not feel like playing that game. One billion jillion hours. So that as soon as mm. I realized that I was like, all right, I'm done. And so I stopped yeah. playing. Um, and <laughs> instead I've been doing most of my online stuff with destiny Two, playing with, Look the, out. with, you know, my buddy's ultimate kills, dead words, Saturday Savior, which is Joe King. Um, the posse. The posse. The, the old posse. Nick Wagner's been in that group. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, we were like raiding every weekend. It's it's awesome. So Good times. Uh, yeah, good times. I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. Maybe a little Metroid Prime. Not Metroid Prime. Metroid Samus Returns in there for luck on stream. Oh, for luck. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. What about you, Mike? So... Uh, I took a break from almost everything, um, and jumped over to something new and by Ah. new, I mean very old. Uh, (laughs) I've been playing Mad Max, which is one of our, uh, free PlayStation Plus games that we got, uh, last last month, two months months before that or something like that. A billion months ago. Um, so I, I would say my impression of that game at the start was like, it's, it's okay. It's like a triple a game but it doesn't feel as polished as a lot of triple a games kind of do mm, mm-hmm. um but i would say within like the first 30 minutes to an hour that game like really opens up and while i i'm not like invested as much in the story of what's going on um the game is incredibly fun like way more fun than i thought it was going to be okay awesome it's um it's kind of got that that open that open world map uh feel from like far cry where it's just like dotted with tons and tons of things to do mm-hmm. and forts to take over. Um, there's a lot of like car combat and you can customize your car like in a, a lot of different ways. Um, and then like once you do like the on foot combat, when you're taking forts, it's very like Batman, like Arkham style combat esque. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good time. I actually am really enjoying myself. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's designed by Avalanche Studios, uh, which also created the very fun Just Cause 2 and 3 games. Uh, and also they're mm. working on rage two yeah yeah for uh for bethesda so that i'm actually i don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for rage two but it looks i never even played the first one but i'm like yeah i'm in like rage two yeah, that looks awesome that's cool i'm i'm actually more excited now having played mad max because yeah they nailed the fun factor um quite a bit so um nice. yeah i'm really looking forward to it and for the other thing i played i think i'm gonna just go i'm gonna pass this this baton over to adam Oh, I think oh, I know. Yeah, I think I know you guys together. are about to talk about. Exciting. I'm very 
very jealous of what I'm about to hear. <laughs> All right, so I, I'll actually get. I guess we go right into no, it. You can say from last if you want to. Segwayed into it. It would be silly. It would be silly to waste that yeah, segue. It's a silly okay, podcast, okay. and I won't tell you. So <laughs> you're right. So I played, a, I, played, <laughs> I played a bunch of stuff um, the past couple weeks, but uh, what Mike's referring to is we were in downtown Disney. There we were, celebrating yours truly's birthday. And Wait, who's uh, that? Who's yours truly? Yours truly is me, Adam. Oh, oh, oh. I was yeah. So I was pretending I didn't know, but I really. Oh, happy birthday, Adam. Oh, yeah, happy oh, birthday. I forgot <laughs> to tweet about it on the SBF VGS account. I'm very upset. Oh, my Everyone gosh. tweet at, at Barry White, B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Wish him a happy yeah. belated birthday because All right. he's the birthday boy. Birthday so. boy. So <laughs> I cleaned up. I got I got some good games. Had a great time. Fantastic. We do like a solid week. Hanukkah style birthday. <laughs> Hanukkah it's, style. it's glorious because every so often... You forget to book an appointment for the DMV and your driver's license will expire on your birthday and you spend five hours of your actual birthday oh, day. Oh, that's in what the DMV. happened. Is this where you had the encounter with the lady that either was farting a lot or smelled like farts? Or just smelled like farts. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but that's exactly why we do birthday week. So that way, by the time you have a bad birthday, actual birthday, you've already been spoiled so thoroughly. You're, you don't mind mm. so much. And that's the whole so reason anyway. for DM acts like possible DMV encounters. Possible that's the whole farting you DMV lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so we were down in downtown Disney um, and we had booked in, you know, well in advance, I would say uh, a slot at uh, the void and if you if you're not familiar with the void i know they have they have a few of them you know different parts of the country vegas i think uh i think there's one in near orlando for a similar experience i think yeah so so essentially what it is it's oculus rift um vr that is but it's you basically put on this backpack and the and backpack has like your PC right? in it and uh, battery and you got your Oculus and your headphones and you're walking through this place, which is like, you know, it, there's halls and different rooms and you'll get into like an elevator and, but, and it's mapping the game onto the environment. So it's super cool. Like you can reach your hand out and touch the wall. You wow. can sit down on a bench. If it looks like there's a bench there, you can push buttons and there will be a panel there That's where so there are real crazy. buttons. Crazy. Yeah. It, it sounds is so like cool. The future. This one. Like, yeah, it sounds like someday we'll have an, a machine that can replicate this experience in our apartments. But for now, we have to like actually build real places and yeah, it's that. like it's it's like an arcade version of VR. Yeah, so it's yeah. pretty awesome. So you go and uh, this was a Star Wars themed one. Oh, I'm um, so jealous. <laughs> I've is, heard so much it about is by this. Far, it is by far the coolest VR experience I've had. Um, it just it's it was probably about a half hour long. Wow. Um, that sounds perfect. Yeah. And you play as uh, you can go up to four players and you're all in there together. Um, you can talk to each other and everything. And uh, yeah, so you're, you're playing the rebels and you're, you're getting disguised as stormtroopers and you got to infiltrate this place. And <laughs> it takes place in like the rogue one era of star Wars. So you have K two S O like oh, on the nice. mission with you and stuff. Um, it, and it's it, so this is the best the greatest and best part was that it was me and mike and my my son and he um you know he's like a good foot 
shorter than us. Uh And so when we look at him, we just look like we have this tiny little stormtrooper (laughs) with us. (laughs) However, so I I mentioned it's four players and Mike and I each grab one of the big like stormtrooper rifles, you know, Uh and there are two left and he just grabbed both of them. (laughs) So he's this little short stormtrooper running around with two huge rifles. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Oh, I wish I could see it. it. yeah, it was the best visual oh, ever. So that is so, yeah. <laughs> so it, it mapped always, his height to the stormtrooper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, and it maps everything. Like, I there's a part with an elevator, and there's this handle you're supposed to pull down, and it, in real life, it feels exactly how it looks in the game. Mm-hmm. You pull it down, like um, that. You'll be like on this floating platform over this over lava because it takes place on Mustafar Ooh. for Star Wars nerds. Now that's and, from, uh, now he's from the Lion King, right? It's Simba's dad. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's the planet his dad comes from. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, as you go over the lava, it's like all hot, and then you could feel breeze and everything. It's it's a really cool, awesome. really cool four D oh, kind of it. experience. Go. Um, all right, who wants to go uh, find a void near me and go? Let me know. Yeah, Let's it's, do it. it's awesome. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would totally do it again if whenever you come out, or you could just come out out to New York. We'll find one. I don't um, think they have one in New York. Oh. No, it's not allowed there. Not allowed there. <laughs> it's not allowed. It's only allowed in places <laughs> like uh, like here in California where there are lots of Star Wars fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me. So, <laughs> like Mike. I'm really yeah, glad so I got anyway, to do this. You are not. Anyway, we, we did it. I won't spoil anything because it, it gets really, really cool, uh, especially toward the end. Um, it has a very Rogue One type ending. Oh, it's called Secrets but- of the Empire. That's yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's, I mean, not a Rogue One type ending in, in that everyone, you know, spoilers, in that everyone dies. But like, <laughs> you just spoiled Rogue One, Adam. But he said spoiler, it's fine. And the movie's oh, not really oh, good. So it's okay if you say spoilers right before. Okay, yeah. man, I should have pulled that. And back also, when we... if it's a movie that I don't care about very much. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't spoil so movies anyway. I'm into, but. Right, right, right. I, right. I should have said spoilers and then and an Infinity War spoiler. When we were no, because I, I wanted to see that movie, so yeah, that would have been inappropriate. Before it, so it's okay, right, Mike? Yeah, but None if, if it's been like. out like two years, then it's different. Mm. All right, so we're making we we're the void. fast and loose with the rules here, guys. I don't know what's true anymore. The void was <laughs> awesome. Uh, I give it five out of five burritos. Wow, it was fantastic. Um, the only thing is, like, it, it felt short. Yeah. Even though it wasn't, just because it was so fun. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I will I will go ahead and give you a spoiler for the end of of uh Shadows of the Empire, the the void experience. <laughs> you are gonna of be the Empire. Or whatever it's called. I, I don't know. Star Wars geek stuff. Uh, here's the thing though. Secrets. You are gonna be really sweaty when you're done. Oh, oh yeah. So what do they do with <laughs> it's those? So true. What do they do with those when they're done? Do they like they just put them, them onto the next person? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they wipe them down with like, Ugh. you know, detox wipes. I, if I ever do it, I'm going to ask them up front. With it. I'm going to ask them up front. What do you guys do to like get rid of all the sweat on it? <laughs> if they, if yeah, they say, so, oh, you know, we just get a paper towel, then I'm I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> we That's take it in the back for five minutes so you think we did something and we just put it back. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, we were so sweaty when we got out. It was crazy. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Worth it. Worth it. Yeah. So it was really, really fun. N- next on the list, of course, Laser League, which we played for oh, I played review. Laser League. Yeah. I, we played I, for review. Yeah. I played for the and, video um, review. So 
Yeah, Mike and I kind of co-wrote uh, our, our written review for sbfvgs.com. And then David, he enlisted us to do some voiceover and made a video review. Yeah. And it, I think it turned out splendidly. Yeah, it's our first of many. I'll probably do one of um, the Mars game. I already forgot the name well, of it again. <laughs> when, when, I, when I finally beat Moss... <laughs> Then I will. I'm going to write a review for that. Oh, that's nice. very late. A That'd very a late one. review, and then yeah, we can maybe do one for that. Yeah, I have I have video of my entire playthrough of Moss from the stream. Excellent. So, yeah. Perfect. All right. So, Lazy League, good times. Um, check out the review if you like. If you'd like to know more, um, and then so for my birthday, I got God of War. Yes. You mean Dad or of Boy? As David called it, yeah, Dad <laughs> of Boy. Um, and then uh, Nino Kuni two. And um, my my son actually had just bought Celeste for the Switch, so it kind of all oh, nice. worked out. I just was neck deep in awesome games mm-hmm. for that week. So I played a few hours of God of War, a few hours of Nino Kuni too. They are both so different and so great. So I was uh, I was let me see. I but God I of War is better, right? Um, well, it's so hard to compare. They're so polar opposite. I'm I'm surprised you were able to play something else. When I was playing God of War, I didn't. Every time I try to turn something yeah. else on, I was like, mm, "No." I had the same problem. <laughs> yeah, so more that's, War. that was uh, basically I turned on Nino Kuni two, and I was like, "I don't know if I can get into this right now." Because, but my son really wanted to see it, and I was like, yeah, "Okay." Sure. So after like after like thirty minutes, I was like, "Yes, this is fantastic." <laughs> so really enjoying that. Um, I beat Celeste. Wow. Oh wow. How long is that game? Switch. Uh, I spent about ten and a half hours. Okay, pretty good. It. So, and I didn't get everything. Um, there's like there's these collectibles. There's strawberries. Oh, and they're delicious. hidden throughout the the world. So each each of seven gigantic levels has like twenty five to thirty hidden strawberries somewhere in the level. And so it's really cool. It's got that that kind of you can get really completionist about it and get you know, just constantly be searching for these strawberries. And then when you find the room where they're in, they're usually diabolically hard to get. And, um, but yeah, so I, I, yeah. I managed to get, I think 101 out of 175 strawberries. Not bad. Um, and so I got like the second to best ending. Okay. So, well, oh no, it affects the ending. How many strawberries well, you get? It's very, it's, it's a very small part of the ending. Oh, I'll say. Okay. It's like at the end, someone's got a basket of strawberries, and how many strawberries <laughs> in the basket is depending on how many you found. And then, and, then, and then it's just like five minutes. One, two. <laughs> mm, that one looks yeah. really good. <laughs> and now you have to watch them eat like 101 strawberries. <laughs> I believe Polygon did a stream where they had to eat a bunch of strawberries or something. Oh, did they? Right? The, a, pat, a patent, or what was it? A Gill and Gilbert? Uh, I don't know. Have you guys seen their Gill and Gilbert? polygon streams they're very funny they they play mm. a game but then they also have like a theme that they're doing one night they were doing like a painting night where every time our one person so basically they were playing splatoon 2 and like they would beat a lot le- one person would play a level and try to beat it as fast as possible and the other one would have that amount of time to paint a specific thing and then they <laughs> would switch and do it again and then whoever had the better oh. painting it's, it's brilliant it's called gill and gilbert awesome. you should check it out on the polygon channel it's so good <laughs> But anyway, right. sorry, I digress. Sorry, I just I yeah, got so that, <laughs> carried away. Yeah, that was about it. And we'll talk more about Celeste later during the topic. But I will give it a review. Five out of five burritos. Nice. Wow. Very nice. Loved. Loved Celeste to death. It has a very, a very addictive, very precise and uh, awesome gameplay. 
and it has a the dialogue has a ton of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, friend of the show Nick Sutner helped helped edit the dialogue for that Whoa. game. So, oh, yeah, cool. pretty sweet. Is it voice um, acted? Is it like full voice acting, or is it all text? Uh, so it's it's all text, but there's these little like synth voices. They almost sound like um, BB-8. Oh. It's like you know, okay. like for each 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 character has their own like tone of of, gotcha. of uh, synth uh, synth squeaking. Or if you're Australian, so, um, their own tine. Their own tine. 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 I love your tine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I just wanted to show so, off how I knew how to say tone in Australian. <laughs> in the in the Australian yeah. language. Mm-hmm. So yeah, five out of five burritos. Fantastic game. Can't recommend it enough. It's perfect for Switch if you have a Switch. I might just buy because because that's the only thing was, I'm bringing on vacation is my Switch. So yeah, yeah, pick it up, yeah. pick it up. It's gonna be great. Or Donkey yeah, Kong. I mean, I was just, yeah. I was just playing. Yeah, Donkey Kong uh, Tropical Freeze is really good. I we never beat that one. Um, I kind of just fell out of it, but I couldn't put I couldn't put Celeste down. Okay. Mm. Just right. saying. You're just saying. Confirmed. Anyway, I think just that about wraps up the what are we playing at. Yeah. Um, oh, you never called it that, did you? I I kind of sneakily did. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So now it is time for the Super no. Best Friends video game sleepover. No, already. I already know what you're doing. Up. You're already wrong. The news. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that was pretty close. It was good. There is there is some gusto in there. I liked it. What if good what effort. if I went for like what if I went for like an '80s metal news? Let's, let's little, okay, why we'll not? Put it on. Let me, I got let nothing me but time. Let's, let's see. All right. So I'm. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to come out very well, but I'll try. It. So <laughs> no I'm pressure. thinking like the news. Hey, I like, I like it. it. What do you think? I wonder yeah? if we can get our Twitter group, all our listeners, on board with that being the new way to say the news. <laughs> so someone else has to do something ridiculous, and so I don't have to say. The Every fortnight. Okay. So every fortnight. Listeners, do you like Adam's <laughs> thing or do you like my thing? Let us know. Please. Oh my Please. goodness. So hey, remember remember you can submit news stories for the news. Um <laughs> <laughs> for discussion. If you go to our subreddit at sbfvgs.reddit.com, where I'm headed right now. Oh. So we have just a few news items. I'm actually going to keep the news pretty slim because <laughs> like, we're recording this right before a ton of E3 press conferences. Yeah, we're smack dab yep. in the middle of E3 right now. So, and then this is going to release in the middle of of yeah Monday in the middle of E3 madness. So there's news is going to be flying every which way. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep it short and sweet. So uh, one this one's kind of cool. I like. I like the look of this. Pokemon Let's Go has been announced for the Switch. Two mm-hmm. versions. There's like a Pikachu one and Eevee, I think. Yeah, sure, I think you're not? right. I think you're right. But I don't know yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it essentially looks like you're running around a, a standard Pokemon games map. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the Pokies, as they as they call I them. Don't the Pokemans. I don't think that's... What yeah, the... The Pokemon. When you find the Pokemon, I don't. You, it looks just like Pokemon Go. Sound right to me for some reason. <laughs> and instead of like swiping up, you can use the motion control on the Switch uh, Joy-Con. Yeah, you can like toss and, uh, one Joy-Con like fake, yeah. fake toss. Don't really toss it. Yeah, I showed my son this thing, and he was just like, 
already sold yeah. after 30 seconds of this trailer. It like kind of what I was hoping Pokemon Go was going to be when it when they like when it launched like mm. it kind of looked like it was going to be maybe like an RPG-ish kind of thing that was just took place in the real world and it wasn't it was just kind of like walk to this point and then try to catch this pokemon and you're done that's the game uh so and nobody liked it no nobody everyone loved liked it. Yeah. it it was a, it was a phenomenon <laughs> for sure i didn't um, like it is what i'm trying to say so so i guess this uh this it feels weird to say new game i guess new games uh they have some level of of interaction with the pokemon go app though right um, I think you can use a peripheral that came out for the app. I forget what it's called, but it kind of looks like a Pokeball. So I think you can mm. sync that to your Switch somehow and then oh, use that to oh, like yeah, throw yeah. a like a little Pokeball instead of the Joy-Con. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. interesting. I thought so, too. Thanks for saying so. <laughs> so a this this may or may not have already come out by the time you hear this but a leaked e3 document claims that dragon ball fighter z or fighters uh <laughs> fortnite paladins and overcooked 2 will be at nintendo's e3 booth wow. meaning sweet sweet switch ports yeah, i don't know what paladins is but fortnite that game has should have been on switch like six months ago. ago yeah like there's no reason yeah. that it's still not out on i mean it's on every single platform even my phone but not on the switch that doesn't make sense to me so it it really doesn't yeah yeah I'm, so I'm i mean really hoping that overcooked 2 thing is true yeah that'd yeah. be cool overcooked 2 would be perfect overcooked 1 was a pretty good time it was it's fun okay overcooked is really fun to play with my nieces and nephews because it's really mm-hmm. funny it's fun to me to see these little these little kids like figuring out how to delegate. Like, I don't know why that was just so amusing to me to like, like my, my little, uh, 12 year old nephew, he is, he is a G at delegating. Like I, I am, I'm still bad at that. You know, like I'm no good at telling people, you know, you, Hey, why don't you go do this? Why don't you go do this? Hey, we need to do this. Like he was a boss at it and I'm so proud of that. So anyway, overcooked two, I will be playing that with my nieces and nephews. Like that's not even a question. Yeah, it's a good time. How about some online multiplayer? I'm I'm I'd be I'm down. curious about this Dragon Ball Fighters. It's because it's been out. It's on PS4, right, Mike? Having I know, yeah. but I want to yeah, I want to play it on the go. Oh, I see. Have you play been playing? Go, Did David. you play that game, Mike? No, I didn't play it. No, you're not you're not cool enough to like Dragon mm, Ball Z. Mm, mm. <clears throat> no, I mean the game looks really fun, uh, but I don't know anyone to play it with and I don't really like Dragon Ball that much, but the game does look fun. I probably still have a good time. Get ready for the hate mail. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So this is an interesting tidbit. You know, while we did mention Fortnite for a second there. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to latch onto that and I'm going to false segue to this story. Okay. Okay. Thanks for calling me PUBG, PUBG Corp. Sues the Fortnite publisher. Uh, epic correct yes that's correct yeah uh for alleged copyright infringement yeah so this is uh basically what we've been saying all along what everyone's been saying all along fortnite that stole fortnite pubg's milkshake exactly like yeah it has been drinking fortnite fortnite or pubg's milkshake because it you know fortnite of course the biggest game in the world i like i went to get my hair cut and uh you know I don't know how it came up, but hairdresser's telling me about her kids playing Fortnite, and I yeah. was like, "What world is this?" I was in a yeah. I was in a business meeting a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was really boring, and somewhere in the middle of it, like there was a short break, and someone leaned over and was like, "Do you play Fortnite?" 
And I was like, what? That's what so a random. weird, what a weird, what a weird question thing. to ask yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out it like is, half the people in this meeting all play Fortnite. Yeah. It is like Pac-Man. It's like, you know, the Pokemon go craze. It is, but it's Fortnite style. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah. And so part of the reason I, I see this success as twofold. So PUBG is amazing, but it's been plagued by weird, like glitches for almost its mm-hmm. entire existence. Secondly, mm-hmm. Fortnite has a much better art style. PUBG is just kind of like, let's make it kind of look realistic, but it's going to look like Ish. PS2 realistic, uh, where <laughs> yeah. Fortnite just has this really cool, like approachable cartoony style. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which it's got that Overwatch kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's got a little bit of it. an Overwatch art style. And then thirdly, it's free. Uh, did, I, did I say yeah. two things? Yeah. So thirdly, it's three free. <laughs> thirdly it's thirdly free. is three and the third thing is free uh, and fourthly if that's a word uh it's it is it's um it's got this like progression and it's like got these cosm this cosmetic gameplay progression loop where like if you play it enough you're you might earn this really cool emote or you might earn this really cool skin um where PUBG is like very brutally punishing like play seven matches and you might have enough points to buy a crate that will come with the socks that you already had, you know, like, <laughs> like, so like it doesn't have very yeah. good progression and that's something PUBG is missing a lot. Like, so basically what I'm saying is PUBG could learn a lot from Fortnite at this point because of how much iteration that Fortnite has done on the theme. And so mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why Fortnite is, is kind of destroying PUBG, I would say in terms of um how many people are playing it so I, this kind of seems like a, a an act of desperation to me which i hate to say but like you know oh no we're losing the battle now i guess we should sue to see if we can get some of that pie you know like uh mm-hmm. but um yeah I, I i've read some like articles about like whether or not they have a case and this is very much uncharted territory when it comes to like games like can you sue a game for being the same genre of a game, basically like it's kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, they're different enough. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how this thing's going to go. I'm, I'm very nervous for the PUBG corp though. I hope, I hope they, uh, do okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, because yeah, for, for the longest time, I mean, any game that is out there has five different clones. Yeah on like the Android store, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you look through any, any mobile game that comes out, you know, or, or like threes is a great example. And then there was that 2048 game that was identical to it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, but it just used different numbers and a different name. But like, you know, there was, I just, I'm curious to see if you can, if you can get away with that, you know, yeah. it, especially when it's really blatant and especially when Epic clearly had eyes on yeah they were helping the PUBG core get the unreal engine you know able to do this 100 you know battle royale style game 100 player battle Mm -hmm. royale style game they were working with epic to get the engine to do this crazy genre and then like (laughs) a couple months later epic's like hey we're making one too here it is you know like um, yeah, we already figured it yeah. out once. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> yeah, I I'm curious about that. Like, if I I think PUBG Corp would have to be able to prove that Epic took their proprietary code and copied. Well, it. see, and I don't think that they did. So I don't think they did either. Yeah, 
I think they just took the concept and were like, yeah, people like this. Let's do it real quick. We already have yeah. Fortnite, which was kind of <clears throat> struggling. Mm-hmm. And let's make this Battle Royale mode. We can, we can do it pretty quickly. Yeah. And, you know, drink their milkshake. Yeah. They, that's what they, they did. Drink it up! Um, but uh, I, I do want to say <laughs> one last thing, though. If this case does go to court, and if they win by some miracle, it will set a precedent that mm-hmm. the video game industry has never had. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of the whole like um uh oh what was that song Alan Thicke's son uh and it, they were sued good girl yeah whatever that song is they were sued by an like the estate of a seventies performing artist Marv, Marvin Marvin Gay for having the same feel as it was incredibly similar it was similar though. but they didn't use any of the same like any of the same recording or anything but and i think that they lost that lawsuit right they or they like they got successfully sued i think no uh, yeah, yeah they were i, I believe there were they settled and, oh, because it was okay all right yeah well, because it was it was looking like it was looking bad so it was looking and bad. so that set a precedent now where like artists have to be careful if songs have a similar feel which is that's new like that's we've never had to worry about that before and now that's a thing so if this is if this is the case with PUBG versus Fortnite games are going to have to be careful that you know they're not they don't feel like the other game or whatever you know what I'm talking about like the gameplay has yeah. to be different enough now there's like yeah, a precedent I think well that is that's a good point and I think but I think with the song if you listen to them back to back, they use like the exact same bass tone, drum tone, percussion sound, yeah, like the same key. Like it but is up until, blatant. Up until that lawsuit, that was not illegal, and now it, well, it's not technically still, illegal, yeah, but you can not. still get sued for it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Sure. You, before the like, you that wasn't a given until now, and now it is. Right. It's basically it was like a a big ripoff. <laughs> right, and, <laughs> and I think everyone knows, like. And everyone knows that Fortnite's Battle Royale mode was a big ripoff of PUBG. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Everybody That's how knows. they're related. So, so yeah. you know, like, so there's royalty-free music, you know, like a song that kind of sounds like the Harry Potter theme, a song that kind of sounds like Star Wars, and now those guys have mm-hmm. to worry about, well, wait, is this too much like Star Wars? Because now we can get sued, you know? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. That, yeah. that I yeah. kind of got away from me a little bit, but you, you know. But, oh, okay. So last one I wanted to mention, though. Uh, Bungie just got like $100 bajillion <laughs> yeah. given to them by the Chinese company NetEase. <laughs> $100 bajillion. And, uh, yeah, and the Bungie CEO says the new partnership with NetEase is so they can self-publish. Yeah. Well, I huh. think So that's pretty wild. I, I'm curious what Activision thinks of all that. Yeah, so they got $100 million. That's, right. that's the number. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm curious what Bungie or what Activision thinks of that too, because uh, they have this 10 year deal. Yeah, they have a 10 year deal, and it's interesting to note. So, the last expansion for Destiny 2 that came out was co developed by Vicarious Visions. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just announced that the f- big fall Destiny 2 expansion is being co developed by another third party developer that I cannot remember hmm. the name of shoot i can't remember the name but they're like they're all over like the vid docs of the new um fall expansion coming out and Mm -hmm. like so it's interesting because bungie has this deal and they're still technically making destiny games but they're like they're also working with these third-party 
developers, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I feel like they've probably taken some of their team and is now working on something new with this $100 million they just got. And it, Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah but it's just, it's just weird to think like, they're so it seems like they're going to try to technically finish out their contract with Activision, but also like divert all this manpower. Oh yeah. So I mean, as long as they're still de- <laughs> as long as they're still delivering, right? Yeah. Um, Destiny content, mm-hmm. right? Then they're not in breach of their contract. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And and then you know they can they certainly can have the freedom to split into two teams and to develop something totally different too on the side. Yeah. It's just weird because yeah. I mean, if if they could afford to do it, and this right. allows them to afford yeah. that, and it's weird though because this is halfway through basically their deal with Activision, and mm-hmm. they're already like transitioning out of it. So, well, not really, but you know, like it's you can see it seems like Bungie doesn't want to keep working with Activision in the future. Is kind of like what the impression I get from this. Yeah, I, I'm curious too. Like if if being able to self publish gives them enough freedom that it would actually impact the games in a significant way. Well, that's you know? the hope. I, I mean, like, so destiny two came out, it was full of microtransactions. People had to pay all kinds of money to get all the, all the coolest stuff in the game was locked behind like mm-hmm. pay, like a paywall basically. And, uh, yeah. like all the cool cosmetic stuff. And, and people yell at the developers all day for that, but that is, you know, the developers hate it too. And yeah. it's all the publisher and, and Bungie, just raking it Bungie in. Bungie went as far as they could without specifically saying it because you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. But like the impression yeah. that the, that the community got is that these are Activision decisions, maybe, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so the hope is Bungie acting on their own would maybe avoid some of the shady stuff that happened with the launch of destiny two. And they're already like making destiny two, not as shady as it was. Um, yeah. Like they, they've kind but of, they have more, you know, they'll have more creative freedom right. with, you know, self publishing. So yeah. we'll see, we'll see where that Fingers takes crossed. us. I mean, Bungie's a really good developer and maybe they'll come up with something great and that's what I'm hoping for. So yeah, there you go. All right, that's about it for the news. Uh, of course, you'll be neck deep in E3 news, where we're all going to be reveling in the conferences. Yeah, yeah. living life. Don't miss and that Sony it. conference tonight. If you're listening on Monday, there's a Sony conference like in just a couple hours. So go watch that. Yes, they're going to announce some great stuff. Indeed. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, Borderlands Three will have actually been revealed at the Microsoft conference, which was one of my predictions. So you got to write those down. Uh, yeah, next next episode we'll we'll have to we'll rack up our or tally our uh, our E3 predictions yeah. and see who won, and see who of uh, Adam is David buying a pizza for. <laughs> who yeah. of Adam? I like it. Is David buying a pizza <laughs> for? Are you guys ready for Mike Struggles to read the tweets? Oh, yeah. And we've got a doozy of a one to start with, don't we, don't we Mike? Oh, yeah, we got a ton of tweets. It sure of, seems that way. Uh, Eric Kruger wrote in and said, Pad Kid Poured Curd Pulled Cod. Whoa! Now, I, I don't yes. know if he was just messing with me to try to get me to say that, or if I've activated some sort of sleeper cell <laughs> somewhere in the country <laughs> for a nefarious mission. Uh, so if the latter, forgive me, I had no idea. I think you definitely activated Winter Soldier just now. It seems like the only real possibility, right? You just activated mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. I love it so much. 
Oh my uh, goodness. Fed Sakin uh wrote in. That's just Fed, said, super best Fed. Yeah. Uh and he wrote oh, in and gosh. said uh, do you think there's a chance that the darkness in Destiny 2, a.k.a. the big bad enemy... That's an assumption, by the way, Fed. By we don't know. Walken. And what would Arnie's reaction <clears throat> be when he reaches that boss? I'm assuming, of <clears throat> course, that Arnie plays Destiny. Now, Wait, so, Ar- so Christopher Walken is voicing the big bad, the big bad in Destiny 2. In Destiny 2. That, that's what he's wondering. If there's a chance that that, that would be <clears throat> revealed at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and what would Arnie's reaction be, uh, assuming that Arnie plays Destiny and has sort of a stake well, see, in this game? here's the thing, though. Arnie is now, the voice of the ghost, or he was the well, original he, you know, voice. He auditioned the, for the ghost. Oh, you only, yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, right, as we all know. Oh, we auditioned, yeah. you're right. Uh, so, so, okay, so we're just going to pretend, Adam, your character, I'm sorry, Arnold, your character is playing Destiny 2. <laughs> Is he here? Oh by man! The way? Off to a great start. Wait, wait. Is what's my motivation? Oh, wait, oh, there David, he is. There's Arnold. Come on. Hey, David. Hey, how's it going? Let me. Uh, so I'm just gonna tell you your motivation real quick, and then I'll get Christopher Walken in here. But um, <clears throat> so cool, Arnie. <clears throat> you're playing Destiny Two. You just got Super to the cool. end, and the bad guy is voiced by Christopher Walken, and he'll probably. Hey, Chris, can you get over here? Let, let me. Okay. Oh man. I can't believe you made it to my secret lair. You're going down. <laughs> no, I'll kill you. Get over here. I'll blast you with my um, purple gun here. It will shoot you with a lot of fire oh, and stuff. I'll scare you, baby. Baby. <laughs> and then I will say something like, oh, I, I should say like a death pun. Like, like stick around or something like this. <laughs> No wait, hang on. Let me think about it on the mic. Is this gun made? Was this gun sticky? Like, how is this gun going to make be. him stick around? I I'm going to melt him with fire to the side of the wall oh. and say, "Stick around!" <laughs> oh man, I can't believe you shot me with the gun. It's really hot. Oh, ow, <laughs> <laughs> ow. <laughs> oh, and scene and scene <laughs> i would play that game i would definitely play destiny if arnold was like the voice of the main character and christopher walken is the bad guy at the end come on that is gold i would yeah oh, it man. does sound very very good it sounds good bungie i hope you're listening think, to this you know i think we should make a special stream where we make this happen <laughs> make this a reality for so the audience too. i've been i've been saying <laughs> Arnie and Christopher Walken need to do a stream together. So, yeah, one of these days, walking with Arnie, walking with, walk with Arnie stream. <laughs> oh, this has been walking with Arnie. That's right. Yes. I do like that. Hey, hey, th- <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for coming by, Chris Walken. Hey, no problem. Yeah, he, he's in the other <laughs> part of the room now. So, yeah. <clears throat> Bye, Arnie. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, All right. Excellent. <laughs> Craig wrote in and uh, asked, "What's a good game to play when you're feeling down?" <clears throat> I'm asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Craig, first of all, I hope you're okay. I hope everything's fine. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Anyway, he did say in a subsequent tweet that he was not feeling oh, down. Good. He just, he's just, just, just curious. Yeah. Okay, like a cat. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking about this one from two angles. Okay. okay. First. You know, is it just, I just need a quick pick-me-up? I'm just feeling a little, had a rough, uh, just a crappy day. I need to, like, 
get myself snapped out it of happens. it. happens. Yeah. In that case, I would recommend playing, like, if you have the ability, play some couch co-op. Play some Towerfall mm. Ascension. Uh, some Nidhogg. Some, uh, well, you know, Overcooked. But hang on now. It's good times. Hang on now. From my yeah. perspective, this is assuming... That he has someone to play co- couch co-op with. Exactly. That's, 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 that's kind of what sad. I was mentioning. That's, what, <clears throat> oh, that's case. But yeah, that's what I was mentioning. Like, if you have the ability to play some couch co-op with somebody, because that I feel like, or, or ooh, Jackbox Party Pack, you can do yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah, too. you could yeah, just hop true. onto Twitch. There are people looking for those streams. So yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's impossible to not be happy when that's very you true. are cracking up. Yeah, that's very true. Mike, so. speaking of which, Mike, when's that first Jackbox stream going to be? I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Now would be a good time to do that. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't have a mic interface yet for the new rig. Uh, <sighs> I need to order one. I haven't ordered it yet. <clears throat> All right, Mike. Yeah. I know the, the audience is waiting. I, I'm sure, <laughs> desperately <laughs> with with bated breath. Bated, bated breath. breath. Uh, so now, what's your second angle here, Adam? Uh, second angle is if you're feeling down and you just want to get lost in a world for a long period of time, I would say let's try out something huge like The Witcher. Huge. You know, it you're going to get so into the story, so into doing all the side quests, and there's so much to do. You know, play a game like that. Play a game like uh, Nino Kuni 2, well, for instance. Just putting that out there. That's a mm-hmm. huge, huge mm-hmm. RPG. Get around, you get us all these little happy dudes. <laughs> you know, you're solving everybody's problems. Sure. Everyone's happy after you came through, you know? Yeah. I feel like you get into a game with a ton to do and just get lost in that world for a little yeah. while. I, I, I definitely feel better after I have a, a, a rough day. Yeah. You know? I've got two okay. thoughts on this as well. Um, my first one is... Uh, find a funny game. There's a lot of really funny games out there. Um, mm. it's, and they're, they're becoming, they're, there are getting to be more and more of them as the genre grows, as there's more indie developers out there with really good senses of humor. Um, that helps a lot. Uh, but another idea, uh, so this is, this is a little bit aside cause I don't really deal with depression a whole lot, but what I do have is anxiety. And when I first started develop, when I first like got diagnosed with anxiety and like I was having panic attacks and stuff, um, a game that used to help kind of distract my brain from being anxious, uh, was like super Mario galaxy, just like a fun, mm-hmm. like just a colorful, everything's happy. Mario's voice is charming. Like everything about it is just uplifting and happy. Um, mm-hmm. and that game, like, prevented many panic attacks for me because I was just so focused on and also it had a lot of really challenging mechanics so like all of Mm -hmm. that stuff like just distracting your brain and distractions a real thing like what when it comes to dealing with like how your brain especially if your brain is like focusing on one thing that's you know depressing you or making you anxious or whatever um, Mm -hmm. distraction even though it sounds like a cop-out is actually very beneficial because you know, while you're focusing on other thing, you're also like releasing all these endorphins into your body and like hormones and stuff that like mess with your chemical balance in your brain. So like the longer you're focusing on that thing, the more you're messing with the chemistry of your brain. And so distractions are very important and not a cop out, but in fact, a good coping mechanism for when you're feeling those things. So this is something that's I, just something I learned from yeah. being, that's just good science. Well, I, I'm yeah. not, I didn't get into all the nitty gritty. I'm sure you could talk to a doctor about all that stuff, but you know, there is a chemistry to your brain and the longer you let it linger on one kind of chemistry, the worse it's going to be in that way. Mm. So 
So anyway, distractions. Oh, that's awesome. And I yeah. know, really good I know you, you had mentioned um, No Man's Sky had a similar oh, yeah. effect for no you. No Man's Sky was really good for my anxiety, too. Uh, again, it you know it has... Probably because it's just so chill, it's very right? very chill, it's just so... amazing soundtrack, um, very not realistic, you know? Like, there's no way, like, very easy, like, not hard, you know, in this case, but the mm-hmm. mechanics are fun. Um, and repetitive and so it was for for me it was very easy for me to just lose myself and that was kind of more of like an open world thing like you were talking about with the witcher Mm -hmm. so anyway video games is therapy look it up yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i I was kind of thinking along along the same lines i came up with with two games kind of depending on whether i was trying to like snap out of my funk Mm. in which case you go right to just dance (laughs) You're right to just, <laughs> no one can feel bad when you're gyrating. Oh, uh, I want to see yeah. it though, There's like, just there's the way no to be. better way, no better way to get out of a funk than to get funky. <laughs> and get funky. Just get out there and, and jiggle oh, your jello like everyone wants so you to. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> someone needs to call up the Just Dance people and have them put that on the next box quote because. <laughs> Stop <laughs> being so good. <laughs> <laughs> um in in the other my other game i turn to if i'm feeling if i'm feeling a little blue mm-hmm. uh is uh, i go back to chrono trigger it's like my like my nostalgia kick oh mm, takes yeah. me back to a very very happy time i got it mm. and that game's that game's excellent anyway it's probably the best game ever made so you might as well play it um might as well one of these yeah. days one of these days so ashley wrote in and mm-hmm. Ashley asked, uh, there's a number, oh, sorry, there's an overwhelming number uh, of games either out now or coming out soon. What's the next game you guys plan on picking up? Ooh. That's question one. Mm-hmm. Is there something you've been waiting to play for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. That's question two. Mm-hmm. Or are you patiently anticipating something that might be officially announced at E3? That's question three. These are very good so, questions. So yeah. let's start let's circle Very back to one. Questions. What's the next game you guys are planning to pick up? Gosh. Now, Adam, I don't know if you have one now that you, you're drowning in games. So I have two that I want to pick up, even though I'm drowning in games. <laughs> what, what remains of Edith Finch? That's very, very good. That's not and me, And Pyre. Me I have to finally play Pyre. I, and I've, I've always been late to the party on Supergiant games. Like, um, I, I played... I only the only game of theirs I played right when it came out was Transistor, um, mm. and then I played Bastion after Transistor, and then I still haven't gotten to Pyre. So, um, but yeah, I really want to play that. Um, and yeah, oh, and of course, like I said, what what remains of Edith Finch? Those are my two. Mm. Sure, interesting. And I guess that that kind of I guess I've been holding off waiting. Oh, and and Hellblade. Really oh, want to play all three of those. Yeah, that's Hellblade's true. Good. I I need to play that too. I want to stream that one. So I that, do have a good stream. Yeah. I do have about a hundred dollars of gift cards just burning a hole in my pocket. Whoa. So I have I have enough oh, from money birthday, from my birthday. Yeah, to to pick up all three mm. of these games. But I also realized that I just got a bunch of games. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I should probably just wait for a sale, and uh, it'd be good. Yeah, I think the next game I'm, I'm going to pick up, uh, or maybe will be gifted to me. Father's Day is coming. Uh, mm. Is Detroit Become Human? Yeah, it's good. I yeah, highly recommend, especially go. if you like story-driven uh, David Cage games. Basically, um, yeah. very good. Uh, I just got that one. I mean, maybe Mario Tennis. I might get that one. I don't know. I I I don't really. My next big game that I'm anticipating, which they just announced the release date of, is um, Destiny Two Forsaken. Uh, which 
won't be out until September 9th. So there's not really like a big tentpole game. I'm excited. Maybe Spider-Man mm-hmm. if that when is Spider-Man coming out? September. Fall. September. Like early yeah. September or late though. I think I think for Se- sake September 9th. Is it is it really? <laughs> I don't okay. know. Google it real quick. Find out. <laughs> oh wait. What what part of the show is it, Adam? <laughs> the part of the show where we Google things. Nice. Beautiful. Uh, oh, oh, thank you. Wait, is it coming out in August? No, no, it's September seventh. Oh, it's two days Seven. before. For it's two days before. Oh, All man, right, well really then, close. it's definitely Spider Man. That's the next. Yeah, game. for sure. Yeah, Spider Man. I mean, okay, so there there are a few games that i'm I'm hoping to see release dates for you know from e three mm-hmm. but I feel like I already kind of know about all the games that I'm most excited about, yeah at this point, although I would love to see a release date for below uh at the Microsoft conference mm. what is below? Um, yeah that's the new the that's the new Capybara games, the super Brothers sword and sorcery folk oh. um, so yeah, below because it's been in development for ages huh. um also really want to see like I mentioned on last episode with, with our predictions, I really want to see a um uh the last night release date um, yeah. it would be cool to get a, a oh. release date for last of us two, even though it will probably get more like a season and a year yeah <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, Tim Saray has been pretty active on Twitter lately, so I it kind of makes me a little nervous that he's not doing anything at E3. Like, cause he's, he just tweets. He's been tweeting a lot and I love his tweets. Like they're always very insightful or interesting, mm-hmm. but yeah, does a very busy person tweet a lot. You can usually tell how busy I am by how much I'm tweeting in a day. So like right now, since I'm on vacation, I'm tweeting like 17 times a day. But, uh, <laughs> well that I, I think, I mean, according to the interview, you know, we interviewed him and then he, he was kind of projecting out, when he thought the game would be completed by how far they right. were. So maybe they're, maybe they're getting really close. Mm, uh, we'll see, I guess. Who knows? I, Who I knows? will be, I will be pleasantly surprised if it comes out Christmas time this year, but I think it's going to be later than that. Personally. I don't, I don't know this. I haven't talked to him about it. It's just a hunch. It's your, it's yeah. your gut yeah, feeling. It's a gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be this year at some point. But like I said, I'm swamped with games, so if it takes till the end of the year, that's okay. <laughs> but it is definitely one of my most anticipated games. And this is just a little bit of humble brag, but the fact that the person mostly responsible for one of my most anticipated games follows me on Twitter is like it's <laughs> I like no, it it's too. incredible. I <laughs> I no, seriously, I've never oh, had someone I'm so like uh Im- like impressed with follow me back that's just cool it's just oh, very man. cool so it is cool. it's like a first it's Hashtag a lifetime first I, I do have stars in my eyes it's like a lifetime <laughs> first basically <laughs> oh man and I, I would love to see more about uh narita boy oh that game looks incredible narita boy is that how they so say good. it it's december i think narita boy what is narita boy i don't even know Oh wow! Google that one. It does look really good. It looks really good. It kind of looks like another sword and sorcery style art style. It's, a, yeah, it's inspired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like really gorgeous. It's pixel art, but it's really like flashback, another world style influenced. They you put know. all kinds of um, like 1980s CRT television effects yeah. on top of it as well, <laughs> and, and old Apple computers yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, it, it looks incredible. I can't wait to see more of that. that okay. Hopefully, we'll see some at E3. Yeah. So, or maybe maybe that's more of a PAX jam. I don't know. <laughs> PAX jam. We still got a bunch of Twitter questions. Wow. 
Yeah, let's, we should do those. Let's click it up. Let's speed it up. You want to do those? Sure. Yeah, let's do those. <laughs> I would love to do some more t- uh, Twitter questions. Instead of just Googling videos of games we want to play. Um, <laughs> but seriously, Google Narita Boy. It looks amazing. Yeah, it does look really good. Uh, Brinny wrote in. Brinny. This is a fun oh, one. This is a fun one for you guys. And uh, Brinny wrote, what is the average airspeed velocity of a laden swallow? So we are, I guess this really depends on what... A is it an African right, or yeah. European? Yeah, what do you swallow? mean African or of European? Course. Yeah. Here, here's another fun. Two, what is the what is the swallow laden with? Mm. Are we assuming a coconut? I or? assume a coconut, but the problem is a five ounce bird cannot carry a one pound coconut. <laughs> I know. But supposing the coconuts have already been hollowed out to make that perfect <laughs> clippity clop sound of a horse. Yes. You know, then, then they d- then they don't weigh a pound. <laughs> but if you hollow them out, you probably the bird probably can't grip it by the husk. <laughs> so so now you have a you have a transport yeah. problem to deal with. This is this is the best Twitter so, answer. This is the best answer we've ever given to a Twitter question. So <laughs> I'll say this: I do know that the average airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow is roughly twenty four miles per hour. And that is science, folks. Did you, sure. did you look this up? Or did, are you quoting something right now? No, I oh, did. Okay. I did look it All up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brittany, you have to get back to us uh, with some more details. And then yeah. we will properly Afri- answer this African question. African or European, and what is it laden with? Perfect. Be careful how you answer so you don't get thrown off a bridge. <laughs> Josh Bailey wrote in and said, 1997 is arguably one of the best years in both music and gaming. Mm. And it is the year I got my PS1. Solid. What is your favorite game? <laughs> game. What is your favorite game and song from 1997? I'm gonna go with. And this isn't. This isn't Mike speaking. This is Josh Bailey. I'm going with Mario Kart 64 Whoa. and Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get knocked down. I I imagine listening to that while playing Mario Kart 64. Oh it, it like syncs up. Because like you, you get like hit, you get man. hit with the red shell, and then guess what? You get up again. <laughs> they ain't never gonna keep you down. That's right? It's very good. There are so many saying. amazing games that came out in '97. Holy moly! '97 is so, a good year for games. Goldeneye. So while David, while David is googling things, yeah, I'm gonna say because yeah. I already kind of have talked about this on a couple previous podcasts. 1997, the year. That Final Fantasy VII came oh my out, goodness. and one of my favorite albums of all time, OK Computer by Radiohead. Yep. So, the, I, if I'm narrowing it down to a song, I would probably say "Let Down." Gosh, you're stealing them um, all. <laughs> <laughs> Let Down is such an unbelievable song from that record, 1997. With, I mean, the most glorious uh, RPG of my my youth. Yeah, no, that's good. Final sure. Fantasy VII. No, it's a, it's a great answer, but I'm about to I'm about to make it look like hot garbage. Wait, I thought you just <laughs> because answered. the 1997 picks are Castlevania mm-hmm. Symphony of the Night. Okay, that's a good one. Oh, that's a solid. That's a really good. It's one. a solid game. And what what better to listen to while you're playing that great game uh-huh. than Virtual Insanity by Jamiroquai? Wow, <laughs> those are good. Love those it. are real good. Yeah. I'm just gonna list a, just a few amazing games from nope. 1997. Just one. I'm going to tell you Favorite? what my pick is, but let me just list a few. <laughs> Listen to this. Turok. Remember right. Turok on the N64? Yeah, it was really bad. That was very good. MDK, Garbage. Star Fox 64, uh, MDK. GoldenEye. Yeah. Uh, Abe's Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey. Um, sure. Yes. Um, oh, Colony Wars. Uh, Fallout. 
Oh, Colony Curse Wars. Curse of Monkey Island, Parappa. Holy smokes. Listen to Monkey this Island. list. Curse of Monkey Island. That's the third Monkey Mario Island Mario Kart game? and yes. Diddy Kong Racing both came out on in that same year. That is insane to me. All right. So my, my pick is Goldeneye. Mm, mm, um, sure. I mm. played that game so much and I loved it. Um, and then and then which, and which Spice Girls song are you going to list for me right now? None of those. Because uh, <laughs> that was certainly 97. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, since Adam already went with Letdown, which is my favorite song on OK Computer, I'm going to say uh, Paranoid Twin. Android. So ah. there you go. I, I I would say Paranoid Android is certainly one of the most influential songs mm. on that mm-hmm. record. Like I think it Im- impacted like how everyone played guitar at yeah. the time. I, but but Letdown is just like it's just so that good. one breaks my yeah, heart. I absolutely yeah. refuse to let you guys talk about Radiohead anymore. We're moving uh, on. I also really like Subterranean um, Homesick Super Alien. Best Friends Radiohead Sleepover. Joseph Graham asked if we could get a birthday shout out for Adam, which we did. So. Oh, oh yeah, thank you, Joseph Grimm. And uh, let's jump into a game. We got a game, and it's a tough one. All right. Ooh. NTFTT pod wrote in and said, hug Mary Forget at the airport, VR, 3D, or 4D? And 4D, he's quoting, uh, like the void. Oh. Yes. So the virtual world that you can actually move around and touch. Ooh. And the virtual world that you can all actually move around and touch is the gl- most glorious thing. It absolutely but is, and you're going to marry it. It's more of a one-night stand, if you think about it. Oh, that's, I that's I agree. This is I mean, true. It, it is you can't you can't lock that you down. Can't lock that down. It's elusive. <laughs> it's gotta be free. <laughs> it's gotta be free. <laughs> it can't, it can't <laughs> tie itself down to one sweaty head. You know, it's gotta be on all so, the sweaty yeah, heads. So yeah, I say, I say you gotta marry VR as, as just the technology is too. It's too oh, it's wonderful. So it's good. too permanent. Sure, sure. Mary. You marry VR. You you hug yeah. the void. Because it's, it's wonderful for that short-term blast of bliss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bliss blast. And then you leave, you leave 3D at the airport. Yeah, 3D's old, old news. Done. Nobody likes 3D anymore. I don't even go see movies in 3D anymore. Get them out of here. Yeah, Ain't nobody wants Throw that. Throw them in the garbage. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. We nailed it in one. Yeah. Uh, yes. Gameskeeper Mike wrote in. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. We, what? We have a, a missed connection. We do. In TFTT pod. Oh. <sighs> Oh, that's right. We do. As soon as this, I as soon as I tweeted out that Mike and I had just tried out the void, mm-hmm. um, I, and I'm forgetting. I think it's Tony from uh, NTFTT Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know that he also had been at in Anaheim at Downtown Disney 30 minutes before that, and and uh, like probably walked right by us while we were yeah. out there. Wow, that's so crazy. This connection is crazy. Yeah. Crazy world we what live a in. World sure is. Uh. Gameskeeper Mike wrote in and said, with the halfway point of the year reached, what are your top three games of the year so far? What? And I feel really bad about this one because um, I've really only really been playing one one like AAA game that came out this year. Well, it doesn't have to be AAA. That was was God of War. Yeah, I mean, that's the tough thing is I was playing a lot of stuff that came out last year. I was still playing Cuphead most of the beginning Mm. of the year. Um, I played the Monster Hunter World beta oh still playing a ton of uh mario odyssey which came out last fall oh, man uh, yeah i was playing like horizon zero on the frozen wilds and pyre yeah uh, frozen wilds counts i guess because it came out this yeah. year no it came out didn't it come out in like like the end of last year no oh wait you know you're what? right yeah you're we just right. waited I'm we just still, waited forever to play and i'm still playing zelda oh <laughs> which my came goodness out last that year. came out two years like, ago no last year no yeah so i guess what i'm so, what i'm saying is is mike this is like um 
You're asking the wrong You're asking group of the guys. wrong podcast. I've played all the new games, but Adam and Mike, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. live in you the can past. Ask, you can ask this question to David. David, what are the best three games this year so God far? Data <laughs> boy. Okay. Data boy. Um, I would agree. I like Detroit so far. <laughs> sure. Awesome. Um, oh, man. I know I've played another game. Oh, uh, Moss oh, yeah, could Moss. be in the running, yeah, maybe. Moss. Uh, Okay. I, I mean, I liked Monster Hunter, but I think I like Moss better than Monster Hunter. So, sure. Um, yeah, let's go yeah, with Moss. I was just gonna, yeah, I was gonna say Moss, even though I haven't been it yet. It is just delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moss uh, got Dad of Dad Boy. Of boy. Yep. Uh, and you know what's awesome is my son is is watching that game with me, even though it's M for Mature. Wow. Yep. Um, I just kind of like he. It's funny. He self censors it whenever he sees the R three button prompt coming up, where I'm about to do something crazy violent. Then he like he's like, oh, and he just dabs a little bit so he can't see the screen. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and uh, and basically it's it's pretty funny. So he'll do that. But I I really feel like the game is way more tame than as as far as violence. And language, it's a lot more tame yeah, than the not, other guy. I think the grossest it's, thing it's, is the decapitating moment in the game. Oh, for like the trolls no. and stuff. No, there's a character. I, I won't go. Well, I won't go any further. Yeah, come on now. But we'll, we'll get into it in the spoiler cast. But there's. <laughs> oh yeah, but I gotta say that first fight. I mean, this is just. I'm gonna be very vague, but for people who played it, the fight with the stranger outside is amazing. You know, is probably one of the most glorious, it is. Uh, like super strong dudes fighting kind of fight <laughs> yeah, it's, ever. It's the greatest superhero <laughs> I, fight I, ever. I couldn't seen. believe I was controlling most so of it. So good, like that's how good it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, so good. Anyway, I digress. But you yeah, do. I would say God of War. I would say Nino Kuni Two mm-hmm. is a strong, you know, a strong um, contender at this point. But it's hard to say because I really have just scratched the surface. Detroit. Also, I picked that up. I've just only played a couple of chapters. So, I mean, it's hard to say, but it's really awesome. Um, yeah, gosh. So, yeah, I would say Celeste for sure, Moss, and God of War. Okay. There you We're go. Good. We still have so many questions, and I'm going to go ahead and make this, <laughs> this next and our last one and wrap these other questions no, up for next let's time. let's do them. Let's do them all. <laughs> you have any idea how long we've been recording An already? An hour and 16 <laughs> minutes, but about 10 of that was yeah. us just talking about stuff that's not related to the podcast. Yeah, like Radiohead. Like, uh, no, no. Uh, Justin wrote in and said, do you think... Radiohead. No, you're being very rude to Justin. Uh, do you think with Spider-Man <laughs> launching soon, there could be some Batman announcements soon? To what, are they are, are they holding off on the Batman announcements until Spider-Man comes I, out? I, yeah, I don't Can think so. Can we only have one man game uh, I, a year? I just think... Let's just, let's just highlight here. Justin... Loves Batman so, so much. His name is Justin to Batman on Twitter. <laughs> yes. It's very true. Um, is that like boys to men? Is Justin that like a I, hot I feel band? Like Justin to Batman is like the next boys to men. <laughs> boys boys to Batman, like, I think, like needs the, to be. Which version of Batman does he sing like? Or is it all of the like, versions of Batman? Well, you have you have Christian Bale Batman as like the bass. Why <laughs> <laughs> Like that? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Or maybe Ben Affleck, uh, voice modulated oh, Batman is lo- is is the very base. Very good. There we go. Very good. And, there yeah, and we he's go. the we, he we does all the there. screamo songs. The the um, the Batman, the Chris Nolan Batman. Oh yeah, yeah Christian, Christian Bale, Bale does yeah. all the screamo, Whoa, like that. You know, like that's I good. love it. So 
Um, I gotta say, well, okay, so Spider-Man, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but Spider-Man is like in a renaissance right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. Sure. Back in the day, we couldn't get, you know, we didn't have awesome Spider-Man games coming out. Not just you know, games, though. Alongside movies. Alongside awesome Spider-Man movies and awesome Spider-Man TV shows from the look of the Spider-Verse, yeah. you know? So, I feel like we're in this wonderful moment for Spider-Man where just like how we used to be when Christian Bale was making Batman movies with Christopher Nolan and Arkham games were coming out. So I, I don't I I feel like Batman's in a dark time yeah, right he now. Is. We got we got Ben Affleck, Affleck playing him. Went with a script that doesn't care about if it feels like a Batman movie or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um we got you know I just, I just don't know. I think even though it's been a little while, um, a while. I, I think there's no way you can, you can put a, a Batman game out right now without it being heavily compared to the Arkham trilogy, which True. is really, really good. Uh, yeah. So, and we're at least fairly confident based on, on what Rocksteady has said is their next game is not a Batman game. Um, so yeah, who like, else steps who up else to the plate gonna, and yeah, makes who, it? Yeah. Who takes that risk? Although right, remember, to like, before, right. have that direct comparison without without this longer gap in between. I think. But before Rocksteady came and knocked a Batman game out of the park, we would have never thought Rocksteady could do something like that. Like there could be a uh, a publisher that surprises us at some point. You know, like with yeah, another amazing true. take. But yeah, I agree. It kind of feels too soon after such an incredible, like my almost my favorite take on Batman is the Rocksteady yeah. games. So, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill again. You yeah. know, that's I feel like that's that that moment mm-hmm. is past, you know? Yeah. Um, so. But I, I am hoping we'll see some kind of a DC announcement. Something. Yes. Um, so really quickly, though, speaking of Spider-Man, have you guys seen the trailer for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? No. Yeah, that's what I was oh, mentioning. OK, that yeah, looks I didn't mention it. it I looks so good. If you have not seen the trailer, go look it up because holy moly, it looks amazing. So, yeah. yes, agreed. Cool. All right. Since you guys want to go through the rest of these, uh, time is not a factor. Oh, no factor. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, for once, David doesn't have to wake is up. A super yeah, I, guess that's, I guess that's true. <laughs> I do not <laughs> bend circle. to these rules. I don't. <laughs> uh, Jeremy wrote in and said, who is going to have the best surprise of the show Oof. out of the big three? Oh, please let it be um, Microsoft. I'm assuming he means at E3. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping uh, Microsoft Please. as they need a big shot in the arm, but I really hope to hear some big stuff from Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo could. I, I my money's still on Bethesda. I still think they have something up their sleeve because they're announcing. You think they've got the announcement? Even out there, no. But I think he's talking about the big three: oh, Nintendo, did he Microsoft, say big Sony. Three? Though. Yeah. But I mean, it's fine. You can toss it out the window if you I want to. If you feel like three. Bethesda's really got it locked. No, I mean, if we're not counting Bethesda or EA or Ubisoft, like. You know that 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 cuts out a lot of big companies that could be announcing mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think if we leave out all of those publishers, then um, I feel like the only company that can really surprise us is Microsoft at this point. Because like Sony, do you think they have surprises at their press conference? I don't think they do. I think they're just like, look at all these incredible games that you already know about that are coming out this year. Right. Yeah. So they, and they kind of already came out and said, our E3 press conference is kind of going to be a little different. We, here's what we're going to talk about. These big four games, Spider-Man, uh, last of us Two, um, you know, ghosts of Tsushima and, um, the Kojima one, whatever it's called. Oh, Death, Death Stranding. Stranding. Yeah. Um, so they, they came out and said, yeah, we're going to talk about those a whole bunch. And so 
maybe they're gonna also surprise us with they cool could. stuff that's not those yeah. they could but i feel like if anyone is poised to surprise us it would be yeah, microsoft because mostly because our expectations are really low because the last few e3s have mm. been kind of like eh. um they've been more hardware focused right they've been okay mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna launch the x we're gonna do programs backwards compatibility uh xbox uh what is it called play oh yes uh, game pass game pass yeah, yeah there it is um so yeah they've been introducing programs more introducing new hardware you know being competitive in ways that are not games yeah. not to be rude but like as far as exclusives you know like of course there's all the games there's a million games for mm-hmm. xbox but as far as ex- microsoft platform exclusives for xbox one the list has been that's thin. not what their focus yeah. has been yeah so we could see something new from 343 studios we could see something new from the alan wake folk oh remedy, remedy. yeah remedy is poised to yeah. possibly blow our minds who knows yeah. who knows i feel like nintendo is a little bit predictable. They don't like E3. to announce things that aren't coming out this year anymore at E3. They like yeah, to like and announce I feel all like the stuff Sony, this year. Yeah, I feel like Sony kind of already tipped their hand and said, here's what we're going to mm, talk about. So, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Microsoft. I, I hope it's Microsoft. It could, sure. they could also surprise us by having absolutely nothing. So, that would be, I would, st- that would also be a very <laughs> big be surprise. Very sad though. Um, and Anthony wrote in and said, Father's Day is this weekend. I don't think it, it was is. last weekend that just aired. No. What? No. Oh. No, it's like the 17th or something like oh, that. Wait, isn't when it? is this episode coming out? Yeah. So at, when this episode goes out, then Father's Day will be this weekend. Ah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was reading it as <laughs> like the last weekend. I'll be at the beach weekend. with my dad on Father's Day. And there Aww, you go. That's, that's a glorious yeah. thing. Okay. So Anthony Rudin said, Father's Day is this weekend. Let us hear some dad jokes. Oh, gosh, I don't know any dad jokes. You have to know at least one I dad joke. I don't know any. You have a dad. All right, My so here, here's one. dad jokes. <laughs> okay, okay, here Adam, we go. Save us all. Want to hear a dad joke I'd about a, a piece of joke. paper? Sure. Never mind, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, that's get very, it? I do get it. That's very good. Uh, here, I've got one. I looked it up. Okay. Hit me with it. Oh, you just, yeah, Googled, just Googled one. Okay. One. Why, <laughs> why did the can crusher quit his job? Oh, no. Because oh, it gosh. was soda pressing. Soda pressing. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I feel like David telling dad jokes is a bit of a faux pas. I'm very bad at it. I'm not a dad, first of all. Well, yes, okay. that was my joke. Yes. So how about this? How about this? If you see if you see a robbery at the Apple store, and we're not going to keep make, doing these, are we? We're going to do at least 100. No. If you see a robbery at the Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? Oh gosh, no. Apple don't even do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real bad. Let's hey, please guys, not do this anymore. I don't trust Adams. Do you know why? That's A T O N S. Because they make mm-hmm. up everything. <laughs> okay last one last one spring is here i got so excited i wet my plants (laughs) gosh you get it i mean i I get get it it. it's very good (laughs) it's a very good joke 
All right. And that's funny because it sounds like pants. In case you wanted that joke explained to make it really good. Uh, I think right. we've, we've exhausted all the goodwill from this the audience. segment is over forever. <laughs> all right. So. Audible, you guys. Oh, yeah. Please sell me something. What about it? Audible is offering the listeners of this podcast a free audiobook of their choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. You download a title free, you start listening, it's fun and easy, and what? Oh, it's very good to do. It's good Mm -hmm. to do. That's a lot of books. So, it is a a whole lot of books, but I'm going to highlight one because this, this very book... I just got for my birthday. It is called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Mr. Jason Schreier of Paul, of uh, Kotaku. Oh, oh yeah, so, yeah, I read that book. Good. It's and, very good. Yeah, so this is uh, now on audible.com. You can sign up for that free uh, sweet trial month. Otherwise, it would cost 25 bucks to buy it or 15 if you have the subscription. Um, but yeah, get that free month. Get that free book. And just listen to it on your commute. You'll learn all kinds of sweet, sweet things about uh, the turbulent and triumphant stories behind how video games are made, Mm -hmm. number one. You get to check out the crazy, sometimes harrowing accounts behind the making of games such as Uncharted 4, Dragon Age Inquisition, and the canceled Star Wars 1313 game. Let me tell you, these stories are way crazier than I could have ever imagined. Like, the truth is stranger than fiction in this case because... These, some of these, I can't, how, how do video games get made? Like, it doesn't make any sense after <laughs> reading this book. Like how, like, yeah. it seems like things are just so, going wrong all the time. And then sometimes miraculously they don't, they don't fall apart and we get to play it. <laughs> so the, it basically, uh, the description says there, uh, it documents the round the clock crunches, buggy eyed burnout and last minute saves. Mm-hmm. Blood, sweat, and pixels is a journey through development hell and ultimately a tribute to the di- dedicated diehards and unsung heroes who scale mountains of obstacles in their quests to create the best games mm-hmm. imaginable. And I think I feel like this is this should be required reading for anyone who loves to shout at developers on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> because this this will maybe put it in context like what they're up against to try to make this game as good as uh, as good as they possibly can, so you can sit at home and play it and have a good mm-hmm. time. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why they do it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you can check that out on audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. That's audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. There was madness in any direction. And potato topic time. Are you guys ready? I sure am. All right. So yes. I think most people listening to this will agree that video games can be a powerful, you know, storytelling medium. They can be for sure. Um, yeah. They, you know, they're very unique in the way that you can get an experience that challenges you to like make a terrible decision or that uses the game's mechanics, um, you know, to highlight 
a point of the story or, um, you know, makes you step into someone else's shoes in a way that encourages empathy. Mm. Um, so yeah, with, you know, games for change festivals coming up at the end of June, I don't know if you've heard of such a thing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it, they kind of highlight and, and signal boost games that, um, have some kind of important message or, um, you know, they, they, highlight a cause that that games for change is is hoping to help promote so anyway um i thought it'd be interesting uh as a topic just to kind of discuss games that have a message um you know what are some games that had something to say something that struck you or you found interesting or important Hmm. so if you like i can start kick this Uh, thing off Yeah, i mean so here's the thing i i had a hard time thinking of any one game whose overall theme mm. like changed my mind about something. You know what I mean? Like I can think mm-hmm. of the way game, like moments in games kind of affected my, my personal sense of morality. Um, or I can think of like games that I walked away from where I felt different, but like it wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. because of the story. It was just some, it evoked an emotion in me, which is not exactly what we're talking about. But oh yeah. Yeah. No, that, I think that is absolutely um, a valid takeaway from this okay. topic because if you, if you think about that's, that's how a lot of times games and art in general gets a hold of you and, and teaches mm-hmm. you something is by making you feel a certain yeah. way in a certain moment. And then you walk away from it a little bit mm-hmm. different, you know, um, so okay cool. yeah yeah okay. go ahead uh well I, I have a couple that i'll list and I, I won't do them all right now i'll just do one right now um okay. so there was yeah. a moment in wolf in the first wolfenstein game made by was it machine games is that the people yeah yep uh mm-hmm. and so you know i took i minored uh, well i was about two or three classes short of a minor philosophy in college like i minored in philosophy um and so mm-hmm. like every now and then we talked about like these moral quandaries of like you know, uh, like gigantic questions. Like if your, your wife and your daughter were presented in front of you and someone held a gun, you know, out and said, you choose who lives and who dies. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like to me, I kind of arrived at the conclusion that the most moral thing to do would be to not choose because in that case, or, and if they say like, so, even if the consequences are worse in that way, like if, if I chose my wife or my daughter, which I don't have either of these, by the way. So this is all very abstract for me. Um, but like if Mm -hmm. I chose my wife to, to shoot and then my, my daughter stayed alive, like I would be living with the, the death of my wife because I made a choice. Whereas if I didn't, if I refused to choose, even if they both died, I did not choose. You know what I mean? So like, Hmm. but don't you think you could have saved like that? You think about it from the other perspective, like you don't know, you don't have no guarantee right? right, that they're going to actually honor their, their bargain. But if they did, you, you would be, you'd have to live with the fact that you maybe could have saved one of them and you didn't by inaction. But I, but that's not my fault. And I feel like I would have an easier time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any of this. So Hmm. anyway, I was presented with that choice sort of, uh, in Wolfenstein one, where I had to choose between, yeah. well, this is kind of a spoiler, but the game's been out forever. If you're, it's the beginning yeah, of the game. Though. It's yeah. the I mean, opening chapter. Yeah, it's fine. You have Wyatt, who's this really young, like brand new soldier, uh, or Fergus, mm-hmm. who is a battle hardened 
I'm a, he looks like he's in his late thirties, maybe. Uh, very experienced, yeah, very experienced soldier. And you have to basically the 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 person that's that's presenting you with this choice is like pick one, I will kill that one, and then the other one lives. Or I think she actually says uh, I will save the one that you pick or something like that. Um, and mm-hmm. I literally sat there for like fifteen minutes because of my whole like moral dilemma. I'm like mm-hmm. I don't want to pick. I I don't want to pick. And eventually she, yeah, <laughs> eventually she's like, all right, I give up. And then she kills both of them and then kills you. So, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so. And that was and that the was end it. of I your stopped. story. I beat Wolfenstein one. That was how I, <laughs> I beat it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I still don't like Adam, you made some very good points about, you know, will I live with both of their deaths on my conscience then? You know, like, I don't know. I don't really know. To me, in the abstract, it feels like the most moral thing is to not pick because then it's not on my hands at all. But also it is kind of on my hands Mm -hmm. anyway. So, you know, anyway, so that that just made me think. And I almost didn't continue playing Wolfenstein after that because I was like, I was just so challenged inside no, I, I I like this this line of thinking very much. It's it's gonna play into something I'm gonna oh, talk good. about as All well right. later. Cool. Well, yeah. So so there's there's one. No, oh, go for it, Mike. Yeah, yeah that's go a for good it segue. Now. Yeah, go for it. Guess guess I I will I would just let you guess out of the ether. What game could I possibly be talking about? When it comes to this uh, question, guessing, I feel like uh, I got spec, spec ops. It's spec ops the line, and guess what? Yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be in spoiler town because this game's been out spoiler for town. a million I haven't played it, but years. also it's so old that. It's my fault. You're never gonna yeah, play it's, it. It's been out for could, six years. If you don't want to hear the spoiler, just right, uh, skip ahead like a minute or so. Now you have to oh, be no, subjected no, to the spoiler. No, it's fine. I don't, my so, whole job. Hang on, the line. Let me remind you. My whole yeah. job is spoilers. I see spoilers for things all day long. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this will be fun because I think this is going to tie in quite a bit to what uh, David was just talking cool. about. So. There's a lot of narrative themes in, in Spec Ops The Line, and it's set up in a way to to really subvert, you know, what you think is going to happen. Mm. Um, so Spec Ops The Line, I guess to give just a really, really, really quick background on it is you're you're playing as like the captain of like a three man Delta team who's like sent into like a uh, who's sent into Dubai as it's been like buried in this crazy sandstorm mm-hmm. and the there's there's a a u.s like uh colonel who's there i think it's colonel i don't know my military ranks <laughs> colonel. Um, so it's probably yeah, on it's private i think it's wanted to say that real quick colonel yeah. so he's <laughs> he's there and he's supposed to he was supposed to have like evacuated all these these uh civilians mm-hmm. and as you start to play it's, it's clear that that didn't happen and so the entire game is sort of set up uh in sort of this like heart of darkness scenario it's very much mm-hmm. set in a way where um, you, f- you start seeing like right after the beginning, like, oh, there's American soldiers that are mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and they're the enemy. And I remember like that, that in alone was like enough to make me like not want to shoot, mm. <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. but you do it anyway, because that's, that's the mechanic. So the only way you can under, interact right? with it's the like, world in the game. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it's a military shooting game. It's like you, you shoot and then like, okay, so, so you do that and then, but you, you justify it by, you know this is a heart of darkness scenario. They, they were supposed to evacuate people and they kind of just set up camp and now they're ruling it like Kings mm-hmm. and you get to the end and you find out that is not what has happened. Uh, your, 
your main character has has been sort of uh, dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and has um, sort of manufactured this scenario to justify his his actions. He wants he wants to be a hero. And so he he twists everything sort of in his head to make himself the hero of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. When in reality, like he's the villain. Um, And I I thought that was really, really interesting. But what the game does so well uh, is it doesn't just address this character, right? It's not just people talking at your character. There's plenty of pieces of dialogue that are directly aimed at the player. And Adam, I know you know what I'm talking about, right? Like you have, yeah. you, you'll, you'll do these Press awful the things. Press the action like you'll button fight. to, is it like? <laughs> well, yeah. And you'll, you'll like, you'll, you'll fight your way through, through like a mall full of American soldiers and, and get through it. And then, you know, the loading screen will come up. Uh, you feel pretty bad about how it went down. It doesn't yeah. make you feel heroic, but like the loading screen will come up and the next loading screen will have like the subtext at the bottom of it saying, you know, do you feel like a hero Whoa. yet? Oh, um, Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And then I think there's two really it's interesting... Whole, well, and it's like this whole commentary on, like, why do we enjoy shooting dudes in a game? Like, yeah. why do we enjoy violence so much and as I, a culture? I thought I started to get the vibe, like, this. oh, this is a cool, like, commentary on other, like, shooter games. Mm-hmm. And I think it is. Um, but I think even more more poignantly, it's, it's a commentary on us playing these games and why we enjoy mm-hmm. them. Um, and there's two really pointed pieces of dialogue that like, there's no way to just not clearly get like, this is, this is not the general talking to the captain that you're playing as this is, this is the game. This is the game developers talking to you, the player and the two pieces of dialogue they throw at you. When you get to the end of the game, you realize you had it all wrong. You've like murdered tons of innocent people. Um, the, the two pieces of dialogue are something to the effect of like, the the truth is, is that you're here because you want to feel like something you're not which is a hero. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing it throws at you, and I think this is what really ties in what David's talking about is, is, you know, he's trying to justify his head. He's like, well, I I didn't have any choice. I had to do this. And the, the dialogue it throws at you is, says, no, you did have a choice. You could have stopped. Oh, like you could have stopped playing the game. You could have just stopped playing. Oh man. Yeah. All right. So now I won't play that game so that I don't have to uh, feel (laughs) bad for playing that game. (laughs) And, And to kind of top off that point, the developers put in like, there's like four different endings to that game, kind of depending oh, wow. on how you react to all these revelations and, and a few of the choices that you made throughout the game. But um, man, that game is really, really good. And, and yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever up until that point played a game and maybe not even since played something and it had to like set my controller down and just like think for a day <laughs> about what I just think played. about whether you're ever, yeah. ever going to play video games ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty it was a pretty incredible experience yeah, yeah. Uh, what's funny is that reminds me of something i was going to talk about but i think adam needs a chance to talk first so i'll let yeah sure <laughs> so i i'm just going to quickly touch on this game because we did an entire spoiler cast oh, on it sure <laughs> so uncharted 4 i mean if you never listened to the spoiler cast i think it was it was pretty yeah, fun so yeah go good. back and listen to that but um the uncharted 4 the theme that I really picked up from that, and this is something that um, I've heard Neil Druckmann talk about in interviews, um, where you know, because there there's a lot going on in, a, in an Uncharted game, right? There's all, there's all the treasure hunting, and there's the the fun times, and you're shooting all the bad guys lightheartedly, making wise cracks mm-hmm. and everything, and so there's <laughs> uh-huh. all that stuff, right? But 
But I feel like the main core of Uncharted 4 and really Uncharted 3 kind of leads into this as well. Um, but it is the 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 whole point of that game is finding balance between, you know, pursuing your passion and caring for the people you love. And that is something that it's like this huge life lesson that's baked into an Indiana Jones story. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's, it's an insane thing that, that games are a mature enough medium now to, to tackle, you know, topics like this. And, and that's something that really spoke to me throughout that game that, you know, here he is like, he he's, he's overcorrected, right? Like uh, at the beginning of Uncharted 4, he's, he used to like be this obsessive, like he had to keep going, he's putting all his friends in danger. And then he overcorrected to where he's mm. miserable, you know? And, and now you have this, he gets kind of dragged into it in the, the story twists and turns, of course, and there's all this crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, really what that game is about is about finding balance between your passion and your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, that to me, as a, as a guy in his thirties, you know, with a family that is a hugely challenging and important thing to that, that a video game you know, made me think about yeah. more, you know, and that's, I think that's pretty amazing. It is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's it on that one. Cause yeah, if you want to hear us talk about uncharted four for like an hour and a half, <laughs> you can go listen to the spoiler cast. <laughs> I don't know why you would, but I'm so glad that you do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So what Mike was talking about the whole, like shooting people, soldiers thing. Um, there was another mm-hmm. game that was a military shooter. Uh, one of the first games, to make me kind of question all of this. Like, why do I like like all these modern warfare kind of games, which was uh call mm-hmm. of duty, modern warfare two, when they had that no mm-hmm. Russian scene, which is, Oh yeah. Or oh, if you're yeah. not familiar with the game, basically they put you like you're, you're playing as an American soldier. You're doing killing all these quote unquote terrorists. And then <clears throat> you are suddenly thrust into the position of a terrorist, a, I think a Russian terrorist, uh, in the, in that game. And, um, you know, you're in this airport with lots of civilians and you're with three other people that are on your squad and you're basically going in to shoot as many innocent civilians as you can in this one area. And, uh, I remember there was like a big hullabaloo leading up to that scene. Um, Oh yeah. Hugely, Hugely controversial. controversial. They, yeah. So controversial. They actually gave you the option to skip that scene. Uh, when you started the game, like you could choose, Hey, do you want to do this crazy scene that you've probably heard about? And you could say no. And it would skip over that scene in the game. So, uh, I actually opted to do it and I regretted it. Like, so you have a choice when you're playing that mission. And I didn't realize this going into it, but like, you can actually go through that entire mission and not actually shoot anyone. And that's actually, so as it happened, as we were walking through the doors into the airport and all of a sudden they all start shooting uh, and I'm seeing all these civilians die and something just in like my brain stopped thinking of it as a video game. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, 
Like I mm-hmm. like it's kind of like when you're like at the at, you're right about to get on the roller coaster and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Like I thought I could do this. I was psyching myself up, but I can't do this. And uh, and so like yeah. I went through that whole scene shooting around people and not actually shooting them just so that I was not going to fail the mission because, you know, like I and so I never actually shot a civilian. And then at the end of it, I was just like, and I should have skipped this level. I I did not like seeing any of this now. Is it is it possible to turn on your your cohorts and start blasting them? I don't remember. It's been a while. I don't know if I can't remember. I I remember I did play this this scene, mm-hmm. and I remember because David was so disturbed by it. I went <laughs> oh, to other no. way and decided to try <laughs> Dave, to shock this him. David so much. Like, I gotta get me a piece of this. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. So I remember we were with Eric oh, Kruger. We're at your old apartment I in Vegas. This now. And and they put it on like Adam, you gotta see this is so messed up. And I was like, Oh, what's messed up about it? And I just I gunned everyone oh down oh as gosh. much as possible. Just oh. yeah. So but you know, it was one of those fun things that it's it is really fun to get David's gift. <laughs> it just is. If you can get it, it's and worth I, getting. I'm sorry, civilians. I'm sorry, yeah. civilians. That's that's all their blood is on your hands, Adam. I I May God have mercy <laughs> on your soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. I, the hullabaloo would be even more oh, yeah. terrible now. Now the video games are like that. as yeah. prominent yeah. in the culture as they are. So yeah, yeah. there's another but, one of mine. So what, what do you, what was like the, what was, what did you take away from that? As far Honestly, as like, that game just, changed. Just, I, I don't, ever since that game, I don't really enjoy games where I'm shooting other people like realistic, Mm. like this is, this could be happening somewhere in the world right now. Kind of shooter games. I don't really like them anymore ever since then. Like, um, you know, like I really Mm. like call of duty one or or modern warfare one. And I liked modern warfare two. I liked the multiplayer of that or whatever. Um, but then I played that story scene and, and I, I kind of haven't really played any since then. And I don't like, like destiny huh. you're shooting like aliens, you know, like, uh, and there are games where you're shooting yeah. robots and they had it. <clears throat> those aliens had those it aliens, coming. They had it coming. Their yeah. blood isn't even, and Wolfenstein, isn't even you red, shoot Nazis, you know? Yeah. If you're shooting Nazis, also, no yeah, shoot Nazis like, right. but I will say many times when I'm playing a Wolfenstein game, I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't want to play this anymore, but then I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, the story's so crazy. I gotta finish it. But yeah, like, yeah, like you guys were talking about how great Wolfenstein is. And it took me like years to play the first one. Cause I just don't really like mm-hmm. killing humans in games basically ever since modern warfare. Interesting. Two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, that's, that's a really interesting takeaway from that. Cause obviously that's their business model is, is people loving to shoot yeah. at other people in games. I will say I like PUBG, but, so I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. No, no, I, I know what you mean though. Like it's, it's interesting to sometimes come across one of those games that, that turns you off to the genre, even though it's a well-made mm-hmm. game, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think Grand Theft Auto has had that, had that moment I for me. I have a hard time. I never yeah, beat the story sure. of Grand Theft Auto 4 because I just, I didn't like, I was just, just I don't want to feel like such a dirtbag, you know? Yeah. That's exactly, <laughs> yeah. that was my takeaway too. I know they're really well-made games and they're really fun and everything. And this is a fun crime story, but I just, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, not yeah. really a fan. That said, Red Dead 2. <laughs> <laughs> I will good. totally double standard yeah, for I Red didn't Dead even, 2. I didn't finish the first Red Dead Redemption 
I didn't either. I played a bunch of the multiplayer. Oh, the multiplayer. Had a great time. You guys. Lassoing your friends and everything. So oh, yeah. The multiplayer the was really fun. Yeah. I can't Fantastic. believe you guys beat no, that game. I can't. The end of that game is so good. Mm. I know what happens. Yeah. I watched my brother play it. So, Mike, do you do you have another one? Uh, you know, uh, th- there's one we're going to get into pretty soon. Now, now that you have God of War, um, mm-hmm. I think that game is chock full of some really amazing themes mm. and messages that are that are yeah, really worth digging into. Um, but you got to get kind of spoilery to uh, to um, get in there. Yeah, so. I mean, this is. <clears throat> this is the tiniest, tiniest of spoilers, okay. I'll say, for God <clears throat> of War. What are we doing our spoiler cast? For, like, for the very little bit you've played. <laughs> yeah, I've only, I'm only oh, three man. hours in, so it couldn't, it couldn't be much. But, like, every time I see Kratos, like, reach out oh. to comfort the, the boy, and then he, he stops short and doesn't do it, it just breaks mm. my heart. You know, because I know yeah. that there are so many kids out there with a dad like yeah. that, you know? And so... Yeah, that's that's something that like it's just already hitting oh, yeah. me really hard father, when I play that game. Father and, and son I, issues in any story always like there's always yeah. something it might <laughs> yeah. be because I'm a dude and would like to be a dad someday, you know, like I don't know if it's yeah, just instinctively yeah. in me. I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's the same thing for women or if for them it's like mother daughter stories that get them. I don't know. I don't know. But for me there's something magical yeah. about Yeah. The cat's in the yeah. cradle, the silver spoon. What <laughs> What's, hap- what's happening right now? <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> so the next game I was going to talk about. Are were you done, Mike? Or you, uh, do you no, have just, a game? Just just to uh, to put a fine point on on the thing you mentioned that you're, you're picking up in God of War, um, where you know he reaches out, he just can't make that connection, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, how you're noticing that. I, I think it's really interesting. Um, you'll see. You've seen this already a couple times in the game if if you're picking up on it. Um, like the the very beginning, the opening scene uh, with the tree mm-hmm. and his uh, his bandages come loose mm-hmm. and he refuses to let his son see that. Yeah. Mm. So like I, I, I think that game plays with some interesting things of, of like. There is this distance, mm-hmm. but like there's there's reasons for that distance as well. Like some, some pretty good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, Kratos has some, some very interesting ideas about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I really want to talk about that game a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to spoil yeah. spoiler cast, cast upcoming when <laughs> Adam sure. beats the game. So this is the second one. I'll just mention quickly, uh, cause we've talked about it in the past, but mm-hmm. gone home, gone mm-hmm. home is a good one. Gone home is a game that, you know, as growing up, you know, in a religious family and, being a straight guy, you know, even though the Lisp episode may have led you to believe otherwise. <laughs> um, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, playing, pl- but like playing, playing Gone Home for the first time and kind of seeing this complete other story that is so foreign to my own experience. Yeah. That is a game that gave me just a, a little bit of a walk in someone else's shoes that yeah. is so different and gave me empathy that, you know, I may not have discovered any other way. Yeah. Um, right. And so I, I just, that is, I think that game should be applauded for that. Like games that can inspire empathy for someone that you are disconnected from. It, that's a huge thing to me. I think that's so unique to yeah. this medium and that's a really, really cool uh, thing. Remind so. me, have you guys played through um, the Vanishing of nope. Ethan Carter? No. Okay. No. Well, then I won't talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, we're ruining all yours. Um, so I, I had <laughs> kind of a 
two quick two quick ones. These ones are more they made me feel an emotion than they made me question my entire like perspective on stuff. But uh <clears throat> the first one mm-hmm. was um Portal 2. Um and Portal 1 mm-hmm. really if you think about it. Uh but mostly I think it's mostly too like when GLaDOS now this is a spoiler alert for a game that's like a billion years old. So if you have not played this, you can skip ahead a little bit, but why haven't you played this yet? Um, <laughs> it's shame, <laughs> shame on you. On you. Shame. Uh, so, so Portal Where's 2, there's a point where GLaDOS becomes very vulnerable and weak and not the super powerful overlord that's, you know, watching over you and, and testing you in the most nefarious way as possible. Um, and she becomes this defenseless thing. Uh, and I don't want to spoil it too much because it's kind of a joke what she what happens. And um, uh, and first of all, Portal 2 is a very funny game, which is funny that it made me feel something other than mm-hmm. just humor. But um, yeah, I, I felt genuinely bad for her because like, kind of, well, first of all, her character design uh, of, of this robot is she supposed to kind of resemble a woman that is bound and trapped by like hanging from the ceiling? Basically, that's kind of what she's supposed to like. Whoa, sorry about that. Hit my mic there. Wow. Uh, that <laughs> a, was lot a lot of emotions, David. It's okay. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the same space. I'm sorry. I just got so worked up. Uh, but yeah, so like so there's this like subconscious imagery to her where she, you, you you already kind of feel bad that she's this trapped being that's being forced and has no means of escape and all she wants is escape that's all mm-hmm. she, she wants to get out somehow um but then she becomes this tiny f- fragile thing and is relying on you to get her back to safety and I, I don't know i just i felt so bad for the villain of the game you know like and that's just yeah. crazy to me like to 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 they they're so they were valve may they may ever make a game again that is good like this but they were so <laughs> good at telling that story that i felt bad for the villain of the game um like mm-hmm. and i wanted to help her get back to safety um so yeah there's that quick quick one and then another quick one uh, no, another quick great. one real quick bioshock especially the first one all the moral mm-hmm. decisions in that and all the different mm-hmm. Govern, like all the different political philosophies present in that game mind-bogglingly advanced for its time you know mm-hmm. so I, it, I think i think bioshock is a great example of empathy too because you are you are giving yourself a disadvantage in the game even though even though it kind of yeah ends up paying but off you don't later, know that right? but you you're opting you don't know right and you're opting to help someone even though it's going to make your mm-hmm. life harder um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of uh, like, you don't usually get a lot of altruism in yeah, your shooters. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, I think that was a really amazing, um, mm-hmm. example of, of just doing something interesting morally yeah. in a game that makes you think and makes you, um, exercise a part of your brain and a part of your conscience that most yeah, games don't. True. And you know? you know, there's just a lot of really emotional reveals in that game let's say like like big big Mm -hmm. story moments where you're like wait a minute what have i been doing this whole time you know like that and like i've never felt (laughs) that in a game before the first bioshock so yeah yeah uh did you say you had one more adam okay yeah so 
basically the last one I wanted to talk about was Celeste and, and I won't get into spoilers cause I know you guys haven't played it. Um, and it's still really new and it's really great. Um, but there is, I think when the most important thing, um, that I took from the game was really just how it talks about, um, depression and anxiety, um, you know, in a really descriptive, relatable way, um, with a very visual component. And I, I don't know, I just, there was something to the way it was handled in Celeste that it, it helped me to, I guess, understand people who deal with it more. Like my own, my wife, you know, deals with anxiety me too. and, um, and, you know, David, you know, one of my, one of my best friends and, um, one of your super and best I, friends. I, I, <laughs> I, exactly. And I'm, I'm very, very blessed to not, deal with that but so i have a hard time sometimes i guess conceptualizing what it's like to deal with it and and being sympathetic to people who do um so i mean i think i think that is one of the most powerful things about that game even though i mean you could just play it and if you skipped all the dialogue you'd still have a really fun (laughs) game right but at the end of the day there was a message there that impacted me and i think will impact a lot of people who play it um to inspire empathy and, um, you know, actually for the people who are dealing with depression and stuff, like to actually go and Mm. seek help. Um, and, you know, so I think that's, that was just a really cool thing that our medium, our medium, (laughs) I say our, uh, the games medium, you know, is really, um, you know, excelling at that. Whereas I, I, you know, maybe maybe books, books and movies can um, put you in you know, the, the shoes written. of another character, but you're still passively watching it. Whereas a game puts yeah. you yeah. literally yeah. in the shoes, and then you make you make them do stuff. You know, like it, it's one more level. Yeah, you're making the of, choices, like one less abstraction, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's why it's a it's really powerful when when games use their power correctly um, to say something yeah. important. You know, so. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, that that does it for the meat and potatoes topic. It was kind of a serious yeah. one, but I think I think it it was a a fun one as well. We'll, just because uh, we'll edit in a bunch of like fart noises. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lighten it up. Absolutely, you can't you can't just have a Debbie Downer the whole right, time. Exactly. Oh uh, no, we can make what we can do is we can make this outro incredibly silly, just just to make up for oh, how serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch it up. Let's a lot. Punch it up. <laughs> show plugs for men and women and ai keep up with us at sbs this is too not funny Punch make here. it funny yeah, you're making me sad Adam, be funny right now <laughs> on sbfbgs.com you, you can find links to our episodes maybe you didn't understand media. me when i said punch it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i just when you say punch it up i just hear smarmy that's see so that's, that's okay. quite so, the so same like like what you're doing right now yeah. Take that and just punch it up. <laughs> okay. It's a simple right. he Adam, come on. You know, do you just understand punch, the words up. punch it up? Do you want me to like news you want me to newscaster like punch no, the I don't, first I don't wanna, words of everything? I don't want to tell you how to do your job. I just want you to take what you're doing. <laughs> just punch it up. Adam This is like do you have experience as a creative director? Wait, Adam, Mike? hang on. Can you yes. can you make this humor can you just make this humor a little bit more organic, please? <laughs> I will. It will be more organic and punchier. And if you could rostify it by like 10% or so. 
I don't know. That's cultural appropriation. We probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep up with us at sbfvgs.com. Oh, there where you go. can That's find punchy. your organic links to our episodes, our organic <laughs> me- social media, Twitch channel, merchandise, and more. Yeah, merchandise. Uh, merchandise. If, you, if you want an SBFVGS t shirt, go there uh, over there to Amazon.com. Mm. We have links in our episode For some show free postings. Range That's merch. probably the easiest way to find it. Yeah, so just go to sbfegs.com. You'll find them. But yeah, you can f- support the show by getting a t-shirt, by you know telling your own best friends about this yeah. show, uh, subscribing on yeah. twitch.tv slash sbfegs. Yeah, over there. We got a which subscribe is a, button. We'll use it. It's totally free, and it helps us out. Um, you can leave us a delightful iTunes review. That, uh, that helps us out as well. Oh, and I just want to say one more um, time. Uh, you have to re-up that Twitch subscription monthly. Oh, that's true. So, so if you true. haven't done that yet this month, yeah. why don't you just head on over there right now real quick and uh, click that subscribe button. Yeah, subscribe, where there will be no new streams for two weeks. Yeah, go, why don't you go subscribe? <laughs> You'll get no notifications for two whole weeks, so you're safe. Yeah, That's going to yeah. be great. It'd be, be like a so, fun surprise three weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you can also, of course, sign up uh, for a free audiobook on audibletrial.com slash SBFEGS. Get that awesome Blood, Sweat, and Pixels book by Jason Schreier mm-hmm, yeah. of Kotaku.com. And, uh, yeah, very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome face. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that doesn't sound so much like you liked him as maybe you're having some potty trouble over there. Well, yeah, that too. Because that's how you yeah. punch it up. So, <laughs> bit of both. You can, <laughs> that's that's called punching. It's called punching it up. So, so yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, of course. SBFVGS Podcast. I'm Barry White. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David Hi. J. Tate. Check our Twitter profiles. Find our PSN or Xbox or Switch info. Play games with us and be our friend. It will be glorious. Mm-hmm. And that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 97. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with the pizza, taco, and burrito scores you crave. <laughs> and other talk on gaming. Hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, yeah, everybody. Goodbye. See ya. No better way to get out of a funk than to get funky. <laughs> get funky. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 